are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Please don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 from my personal account or just look up Locked On Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's show, we got JT Shorter back on the pod for part three of the end of season MLB award show. We are discussing Coach of the Year and Rookie of the Year in both leagues today, so there's going to be a jam-packed pod as always. But before we start today's pod, I need to tell you, thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, so please continue to share, download, subscribe to Lockdown Diamondbacks. This podcast is not possible without you, so please remember that and thank you for listening. Now, let's get back to the end-of-season MLB award show with JT Shorter. Coach of the year, JT. This is probably the least interesting award to me. I could care less who wins manager of the year. I guess it's manager, not coach in baseball. But I do think managers matter in baseball. I think they matter in every sport. But baseball is probably the sport where they matter the least. But I do think a manager does make waves. I mean, we all said Tony La Russa was going to be awful, and they still won the same amount of games that they would have won last year over the course of a 162-game season. I don't think managers are, you know, I don't think a manager can win an MVP. I don't think they're the most valuable part of your team, but you did see the Red Sox when they got Alex Cora, how much it helped them. I think Yankees fans all want Aaron Boone out of the organization. So managers matter, just not as much as they used to, but still, that doesn't stop the fact that we're handing out awards to these individuals. So because of that reason, JT Shorter, who is your manager of the year for the American League? So like you were saying, Miller, I don't think they matter all that much. What the MLB usually does, too, they just give them to the teams that haven't made the playoffs in a while. And that's kind of what I did here. So the Giants, Gabe Kapler for the National League. He, uh, I mean, they've been, what, three win, sorry, third place in the NL West in three or four consecutive years. I thought they were going to be in last place two years ago or last, last year. Um, despite yeah, the COVID year. year, despite the COVID year, they still ended up pulling it out. d back stunk again, so that led room hey. for the <laughs> for the Giants to step Watch it up. Um, but Gabe Kapler leading them to probably one of the most impressive years they've had since uh, oh those 2012, 2015 uh, Giants years with Madison Bumgarner, Buster Posey leading the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty impressive. I'm looking to see what they can do in the playoffs. I'm not sure if it'll translate. Um, but they got a pretty good st- roster and staff over there. So we'll see what they do. And for the American League, I'll just run, throw that by you real quick. I got Alex oh, Cora. Uh, the Red Sox. Oh. Red Sox, I mean, he was, I think he was manager of the year a couple of years ago. But despite all those, you know, allegations, he still managed to put a team in the playoffs Ooh. again. Um, so I think he's going to pull it off and beat the Yankees. And they'll have another playoff team. So Alex Cora is my guy for the AL. Mm-hmm. 
You know what? I feel dumb, JT, because I didn't even have Alex Cora on my list. But I think you might have won me over. Screw it. I'm putting Alex Cora at the top of my list. He goes from not being on it to winning the American League award for me as well. Because, again, like we were just saying, the Red Sox were terrible last year with no manager. You had Alex Cora. And all of a sudden, one of the worst rotations in the American League is making the postseason. I mean, Evaldi was your number one starter for about four-fifths of the season. And then you had guys like Nick Pavetta. Uh, and a whole bunch of other random. You need Tanner Hawk, who can only pitch once every three weeks for some reason, only allowed to go five innings each time, even though he's probably their second best pitcher after Valdi pre-Chris Sale. So I never understood why the Red Sox never pitched him more. But I have to go with Alex Cora. After hearing your reasoning, you take an awful team and you get them to the postseason. Last time we saw him with the Red Sox, they were a World Series contender, so I think Alex Cora is the right answer, JT, and you convinced me. The guy I had written down before the Alex Cora conversation was Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays. I think he might have already won it, I think, last year or the year before. And the reason why I gave it to Kevin Cash, I'm always hesitant to give it to a Tampa Bay Ray. I just hate giving them awards for some reason, but he was deserving. They had their first 100-win season in franchise history. They were right there with the Red Sox for about half the season as we approached the trade deadline, I guess. And then they just took off. The Rays just took off. They traded for Nelson Cruz. They were able to promote a Shane Baz. They had Shane McLennan. Or is his name Shane Baz? I don't know if they have two uh, Shane starting pitchers. But I know they have that dude Baz from their uh, from their farm system. Shane McLennan was one of the top rookies this season as well. So they never have super high-level offensive talent. They never have any MVPs outside of like Evan Longoria a few years ago. But they're still able to win games. And in a division that had four 90-plus win teams to be the team that came out on top with over 100 wins, I think I have to give it to Kevin Cash. As my honorable mentions, I had Scott Cervais of the Mariners. I mean, if you get the Mariners to 89 wins, their closest playoff appearance in a very long time, I think you just deserve to be an honorable mention. Same with Charlie Montoya of the Blue Jays. Like, again, like if you were in any other division – you would be in the postseason right now, or if at least you were in the National League, you would definitely be in the postseason. Uh, I mean, it's just not fair what happened to the Blue Jays either. Neither are the – it's fair that what happened to the Mariners. So I feel bad for both those guys, but don't worry. You're getting honorable mentions by me to make up for it. And then the National League, easy conversation. It's who you said, Gabe Kapler. You took a team of misfits and guys past their prime, and you had resurgent seasons from dudes like Brandon Bell, Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, all these guys in their mid-30s who are having career years once again. I mean, Johnny Cueto had some life. He, he's back off life support. I think they finally took him off that thing. Evan Longoria, he's finally off life support too. He's somehow back to producing and being solid. And he had phenomenal seasons from guys like Logan Webb, Del. Scalfani, Kevin, Kevin Gosman, just dudes. Everyone just played above their heads. I think you have to give Gabe Kapler some credit for that. I think he really helped change the culture there in San Fran. And they held off the Giants all year. We always felt like, yes, the Giants were going to be good. I mean, I think by the midway point, we were like, the Giants are legit. They have the most wins in baseball. But I think a lot of us still felt once the end of the season rolls around, the Giants are probably going to be a couple of games back of the Dodgers. And it never happened. As close as the Dodgers got, as hot as the Dodgers got, the Giants stayed just as hot, and they finished with the division win. 
So shout out Gabe Kapler. You are my NL manager of the year. At Craig Council of the Brewers, as my honorable mention, Brewers, three stacked starting rotation members. And I think outside the NL West division, I think the Brewers are the dark horse team in the National League. So shout out Craig Council. And then last honorable mention is Mike Schilt of the Cardinals. This was a team I was like, what the hell are you doing at the MLB trade deadline? Trading for Jay Happ and John Lester. Have you watched baseball? Those two are completely washed. They are skeletons, but it hasn't mattered. You had a couple of young guys, few rookies make some big contributions. You had Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. You had to you know, fit Arenado into the lineup. You had to rely on a 40-year-old pitcher to be your best starter. And it all worked out. The, the Cardinals won, what, like 17 straight games? Or I don't even know if it was 17, but they were on some crazy, crazy win streak to make the postseason. They had to, you know, leap a couple teams. I think they had to leap the Phillies, maybe another team in the NL East too. And the Cardinals, I didn't believe in them. They had to leap the Reds. I guess that was the other team. And I guess they had to leap the Padres as well. So, the Cardinals, they were a team I didn't believe in at the start of the season. I didn't believe them. I, I was even more out once we got to the MLB trade deadline. But I got to give a shout out to Mike Schilt because I didn't think the Cardinals were going to be in the postseason playing the Dodgers. But here we are. So shout out Cardinals and shout out Mike Schilt. JT, any last thoughts on the Manager of the Year award? Don't worry, the award show isn't over yet, but... This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. But before we do that, once again, I just want to tell you, thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Just needed to let you listeners know that because this podcast is not possible without you. So thank you. All right, all right, all right. That's enough compliments. Let's get back into the podcast. No, um, no, you're good. Uh, Just... I wish they would do a little bit more with the manager of the year. Uh, I feel like it's so like, you know, under underlying and really not that impressive. The NBA does a good job, I think, of it. But yeah, they, I think that's yeah. a good call. Uh, MLB really is just like, all right, who who was the worst team in baseball last year? Did you make the playoffs or did you have more wins than you did last year? All right, here's your manager of the year award. Or did you win a championship for the first time in five years? So champ, uh, coaches MVP or coaches award. So they should do a better job. I mean, it's not like, again, not like it's the staff. The whole staff is getting anything, but it is what it is. MLB I feel needs to like step it up in some aspects. 
I feel like it's also because I feel like managers used to have more personality and have a little bit more star power like 10, 15 years ago. Because when you look at the NBA, like we all know these coaches. We know a Tom Thibodeau who won it last year. We we know the Greg Popoviches of the world. But if you ask, like, you'd be surprised how many times I talk to a lockdown host. They'd be like, oh, who's your manager again? Like, they don't know Tori Lavelle's the manager. When I, when I heard the Padres manager got fired, I was like, what's the Padres manager's name? Like, I, I don't know some of these managers. And Gabe Kapler, I know. Uh, Kevin Cash, I know, because they are one – on one of the better teams in baseball. But before doing this exercise, I couldn't have told you who was the manager of the Rays, the Blue Jays. I knew the manager of the Brewers. But a lot of these teams, I think managers just aren't as in front of the camera as they used to be. Back when we had Tito, Ozzie Guillen, you had so many dudes who were always on camera. You had Joe Girardi. Like, you knew all these managers. You had, uh, who, who else did you have? Joe Madden. Like, every one of these managers felt like, an extension of the team felt like a valuable piece of the team. They felt really important. They felt like they were in the, the, the talking space of when we talked about baseball, I felt like when we talked about teams, we always had to bring up the manager because that's how important of a role they played into the success of these teams. But I feel like we don't talk about them as much anymore, unless we're talking about one, the division leader. So I think that's a good point by you. I think even in football, we care more about coaches. Even if we might not actually care about the award, we actually care about who's on the sidelines coaching because coaching is so important in football. I I think it just part managers in baseball just aren't in the limelight as much and their role probably has been taken down a little bit reduced a little bit more i mean we just rely so much more on analytics and things like that like you, you could put a computer a lot of times as a manager because a lot of these managers are just going off with the numbers say some of them don't use no feeling I feel like that's that's why i kind of feel giving it back to kevin cash because he kind of just relies on the numbers a little bit too much that conversation has been nauseated a ton especially after last year's world series where he pulled blake snell but I think that's a bigger uh, a reason, too, why people aren't into managers as much, because a lot of people feel like they could do that job. You're just looking at a piece of paper with numbers on it and making decisions off that. So that's my little rant about manager of the year. Let's move on. Janton Shorter. We're getting to the the thick of things here, the 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 creme de la creme of the awards. And we're first going to start off with rookie of the year. Who is your AL and NL rookie of the year? I got to go with the experts on this on this one. Um, Adolis Garcia, what a season from this young guy kind of stepped in there and was hitting bombs um, from almost day one uh, was one of the most one of the top hitters and not only MLB, but as a rookie um, was really cranking the ball out in that new Texas stadium. Um, was very impressive and hope to see what his future holds. Hopefully it's not a, a buzz situation like we just talked about with some of these guys and letting the money or just the situation get to their head. But I'm really impressed with it, what he his performance and hoping to see what he can do next year. And then in the NL, I have Trevor Rogers, a pitcher for the Marlins. Mm. Um, kind of went under the radar because, again, the Marlins aren't the best team in the, in the league. Um, but he had some quality starts. I think I ended up picking him up once in a while on fantasy and would give me great <laughs> – give me 20, 30 points just from going about five, six innings and – having a lot of strikeouts, keeping the ERA down. So I think if he can keep that production up and get off that Marlins, that sticky Marlins team, he could find himself in a, not a Hall of Fame career, but definitely one that can win a Cy Young um, down the line. JT and I will wrap up the end of season MLB Awards show for today's edition, at least. We're coming out with MVP and Cy Young tomorrow. But 
First, I need to tell you about Bet Online because we're back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Yeah, those are two good calls for me personally. I really thought about Adolis Garcia, but looking at the numbers, reading some reports, he kind of had like more than half of his home runs in that first month and then had like 11 home runs like the last four or five months. He kind of fell off during, you know, the last three months of the season. He still made an all-star team. So that was kind of the reason why I was like, should he just win it flat out because he was an all-star as a rookie? But I went, my, went with my better judgment. I chose Luis Garcia, pitcher for the Astros, as the rookie because, of one, he had a really good year. He had like a 3-2-8 ERA. And the second reason is because the Astros – rotation really needed a Garcia because they had a lot of injuries. Lance McCullers, he was healthy for the most part, but Framber Valdez made 22 starts. Urquidy missed a, f- a few starts. Jake Ordizzi, I don't know how much you trusted him. He missed some time too. Zach Ranke doesn't look like the same guy from the years past. So Garcia was kind of their de facto number two, number three starter in that rotation as a rookie. So I think I'm going to go with him as my American League Rookie of the Year. And then the National League, I'm going with the biggest consensus probably for this one. Trevor Rogers made it really close, but there was a time. When we got to the fantasy playoffs, so I picked him up and he gave me an absolute dud, an absolute stinker. So for that reason, he's going to finish number two on my list. I'm going to give it to Jonathan India, who seemed to be the wire to wire rookie of the year favorite this season. He batted 269, 835 OPS, 21 home runs, 12 stolen bases, just an overall really solid, really balanced, even led the National League in hit by pitch to care about that. So Really strong season by Jonathan India. He was one of the better offensive players in the Cincinnati Reds lineup, and he helped carry that offense when a Jesse Winker dealt with injuries, with, with, when a Naquin dealt with injuries. I think a Castellanos even missed some time with injuries. Uh, they they had a few dudes injured throughout their season, so I think Jonathan India played a pretty big role in that. I can't fault you for going with Trevor Rogers. He was second on my list. I think those are really the two. Really, the only two answers come out the National League at Dylan Carlson of the Cardinals, number three. But I think Rodgers and in India was like a level above everyone else for rookie of the year in the National League. Then some runners up in the American League. Dallas Garcia made it close. Shane McClendon, two of the Rays, who I was just talking about. I think you could have made an argument for a few players to win rookie of the year in the American League. And even your guy, JT, Randy Arozarena, is still considered a rookie. And I kind of just disqualified him from this list just because Phelps had so many rookie records last year and he's still qualified as a rookie this year. And he's, he might win it just because of the fact that he is the rookie. But I, I just felt like it wasn't fair to really put him on this list, even though he had a really good technically rookie season even though it was his third year playing in games which i guess service time 
is I don't know if we should change that rule with service time. I don't know if it should be more like basketball. If you play one minute during your season, it counts as your rookie year. Or maybe it should be like football, where if you have just one year in the league, it counts as your rookie year. So Patrick Mahomes, even though he didn't play, I don't know. Actually, I think Patrick Mahomes did play uh, like some random game toward the end of his rookie season. So maybe that's why it didn't count. But for baseball, I think maybe we should change the rules just to make it easier for awards like this. Like, I don't want to be like, well, this guy, he's been in the league for five years, but he still technically counts as a rookie just because of service time. Like, that's just way too confusing. So, Randy Rosarina, I'm sorry, you're just disqualified, but I'm going with American League Rookie of the Year. I'm going to have to go with Luis Garcia, Jonathan India for National League Rookie of the Year, with Trevor Rogers as an honorable mention, Adolis Garcia as an honorable mention, Shane McClendon is an honorable mention, but I think the AL Rookie of the Year is going to be a lot tougher to decide than the NL version of it. JT, any last thoughts on these rookies? No, I agree with you with that service time. I mean, it's good for the owners and stuff, you know, keeping contracts and stuff uh, kind of in check, but definitely not ideal when it comes to awards. There's no way a Rosarena should be even close to a, a, a rookie. He was the he had like almost twenty home runs in the postseason? <laughs> almost an MVP in the postseason. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know how that works, but hey, do what you got to do. I'm not mad at it. Just need to change that rule or adjust the rule a little bit to maybe half the season. If you have more than this many games, kind of like with college football, the red shirting, you play more than four games, you're no Ooh, longer a red shirt. You're now a Ooh. you're a player. So it's a little Ooh. different, but giving my college college takes. Um, but yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't think it was any like, you know, super standout players this year, but a good rookie class. Yeah, I saw some lists have Wander Franco on their rookie of the year voting. I'm like, well, Wander yeah. Franco played like 65 games, guys. Like, there are <laughs> players who played a whole game. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are players who played a lot more games that had similar seasons. So, you don't have to give it to Wander Franco because he played well and he was like the number two overall prospect. Like, it's okay to do some research, guys. Let's not be lazy here. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. On tomorrow's episode, it's going to be the finale of the end-of-season MLB Awards show, the meat and potatoes of the show. Cy Young, MVP, both leagues, who's taking home the awards. JT and I will wrap up the conversation on Friday's pod. But now, make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available on all platforms. Guys, keep enjoying MLB postseason. Red Sox took down the Yankees. Locked on Dimebacks is team Red Sox for the rest of the postseason. And we're also any team that's playing the Dodgers. So go Cardinals. Guys, stay safe and stay healthy out there. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Deuces!